Go and do the intro, would you? Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. All right. Welcome back to the Third Wheel Podcast for a very, very, very long-anticipated episode. <laughs> Caleb. Yes. Shaps, <laughs> go oh. at it once again. <laughs> Caleb, why don't you tell us what's so special about this episode and why? Why has it been so much... Why is there such anticipation surrounding it? I'll tell you what's special about this episode. It's my fault. Nothing. Oh. <laughs> because oh. Ooh, bird! Add some, add some effects on there. Yeah. <laughs> no, today we discuss, finally, after much asking and begging, you know, where is it? And I'll tell you where it's at. It's right here. We were talking about Harry mm-hmm. Potter book four. Book four, baby. And the Goblet of Fire. And I should have come up with something clever of just like making it sound dumb. So uh, it already sounds pretty awesome. And, yeah. But yeah, the Goblet of Fire sounds kind of dumb as well. <laughs> so I don't know. I like the word. Well, actually, I don't think I like the word goblet. I don't know. I just picture a really disgusting looking guy. Well, I was kind of hoping that there'd be like an alternative British name because you know how the Sorcerer's Stone and Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I like the Philosopher's Stone way more than Sorcerer's Stone. Mm -hmm. But we got the Sorcerer's Stone. Just rename it. Harry still doesn't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. We're getting to it. We're getting to it. Before, before, before. before. Okay. Now, I was telling Caleb as we were reading this, I'm like, I really like this book. And he's like, I really don't like this book. I'm just like, just just read the end. He's like, I've already read the end. I was like, no, please, just... Redo it. Please. But my, my reasoning for not liking the ending though are probably not what you're expecting. So short, 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 um, kind don't, of summary. I said don't say short summary. This is <laughs> this is so far my favorite book. Yeah. And it's actually probably the one I'd reread the first, like the first one I would reread mm-hmm. just because I liked it that much. Um it is not without its cons and flaws and whatnot. They still are some prominent issues that yeah. I think haven't been solved yet. But it was still like Definitely my favorite one so far. I think it definitely went to the next level with a lot of areas. Well, it did actually. Okay, it did yes. go to the next level. Yes, absolutely. Like this it, is like okay. The I would plot's like to moving. I like to label this as kind of like the Empire Strikes Back of the Harry Potter books. Like so far, this is the holy crap moment. Oh, like, you poor kid. <laughs> some things are getting real. Some things are getting real. Okay, well, get ready for more Empire Strike Back moments. Because <laughs> you think you think poop hit the fan this time you have no clue. i mean it was definitely a slap in the face with some poop let me tell you that much <laughs> so okay well hold on why is this your favorite why is this my favorite yes honestly just like that i think this book really solidified the fact that like hey harry is growing up and it sort of throws a few curveballs that sort of uh, if i was a kid it would force me to grow up a little bit as well mm. there's a lot of thing like coming of age elements in this book but also just facing legitimate like danger head-on and not being able to rely on anyone like there's a lot of fear there's a lot of anxiety but there's also a lot of just determination perseverance and a lot you know like a lot of like grown-up elements um and ideas that haven't really been super prominent in the rest of the books you know there are a few times in this book where for the most part, Harry actually did get himself out of the issue. Mm-hmm. Definitely not <laughs> the ending, but we'll get to that. Um, or, or or any of the tasks. No, but. seriously, there's just a lot of grown-up stuff. Um, to go kind of over my notes, I mean, like, I like how this book sticks to, sticks to its guns. J.K. Rowling, like, if there's a death, it felt kind of, it felt earned and, like, pretty impactful. There's a death in this book where I was just literally, like, shocked. And 
This is the first time I think I've been like shocked by this book series. I've been like intrigued before. Mm-hmm. I think like the first time I was like really like invested was in book two when the mystery started. Um, but this was the first time I was literally like shocked. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot just that that actually happened. And then literally another twist drops later with a character reveal. And I was literally like jaw to the floor. I was like, no freaking way. Yeah. So it sticks to its guns though. Well, let's, let me, uh, let's go over what I, my favorite chapter in this mm-hmm. book. There, there, I mean, I was just like, wow, she actually can write almost a horror book. Yeah. Was chapter one. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. No, so like, we so talked about that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. My favorite chapter is chapter one. Um, not, not, and what, not what, because the rest of the book sucked or anything. Just, just like write the crap out of nowhere. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Just like, again, this grew up very fast mm-hmm. because, uh, it was so like needlessly cruel, but it also yeah. showed like, okay, this is why some people are scared of Voldemort or mm-hmm. everyone, I guess, yeah. is called right. scared of Voldemort because like just what an introduction, you right. know. Um, and there was so much mystery in you know and intrigue just with that alone, but like the build up and like it didn't rush it at all. Right, it was a full chapter dedicated to this one character and his kind of semi miserable life, you know, yeah. just like initiated ended you know instantly yeah. so what did you really like about it yeah i mean it was scary mm-hmm. so I, I yeah we all know how i feel about voldemort not scary total total like pushover but in that i mean in this chapter mm. he's still not in his final form but what i really liked about it first was it reminded me of george r, r. martin's type of writing where mm-hmm. he'll have a random character that's just sitting in the audience yeah and Paying, and then they'll they'll be able to report something really kind of creepy, or yeah. they're like, "Hey, this that's weird." And it turns out it's the White Walkers, you know. So stuff like that. So this random guy, he's like the old butler, the old uh, mm-hmm. housekeeper, I think, for the riddles. Which is like, as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, like, yeah. So he's just minding his own business. Like, yeah, he's a he's yeah. um a muggle, right? Yeah, I believe he's a muggle. Yeah, yeah, he's not even a he's not even a wizard. He <laughs> mm-hmm. has no clue what's going on. You know, he's just like. Yeah, my master's died a long time ago, yeah. so I'm just taking care of the house. And he's, you know, one night he goes up in there and he hears voices, mm-hmm. and then he's walking through. Like he, to him, it, it, we, I really felt like he was a normal guy who was going about his business. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, there's a big snake in the, <laughs> in, the <laughs> in the the fire room. Oh, big, you know, snake. yeah. And so he go, he's just walking, he's listening, he's like, "What's going on?" And then. Not only do we get to see from a muggle's perspective something supernatural, which I just thought was done very well. Oh, like yeah. it was just such that was very well written, J.K. Right. Rowling. I'll give you credit for that. We got to see in the bit <laughs> subtly. We got to see in Voldemort's brain a bit. So I like it in stories when the villain's brain is picked apart. Yeah. The first thing that Voldemort does is he starts complaining about how everyone abandoned him. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really loyal to him, but. It, like even Peter Pettigrew, who's like the guy taking care of him, uh, he's like, you know, you're here, but I don't trust you. Like yeah. I, ca- I can read it in your voice. You regret coming back to me. I can tell. Like you regret. You, you wish you would have gone and done something else besides come to me. Like right. I don't know. It was really cool. And then Peter Pettigrew still like I actually like him as a character. He's not a great character. I just Wormtail. I, yeah, yeah, Wormtail. I, I like I like him. I don't know why. He's there not, was like there's like something a, like. It's deeper than just a loyal minion. Like, yeah. they very well, or she very well portrays just terror, like genuine yeah. terror. Like, and Voldemort's completely right. Like, Wormtail mm-hmm. probably it's in a lot of ways despises Voldemort, but yeah. like, 
is way more afraid of like what mm-hmm. he's capable of, even when he's in this kind of like blundering state. And they don't establish this till later, but like even even if Wormtail were to turn good and just kill Voldemort mm-hmm. right then and there, the baby version, like right. even if you were to just like do the job, like they set up that like it wouldn't do anything because then Voldemort would just come back again. Yeah. And which just, is like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, so there is like a legitimate threat established at the very beginning. Sure. Yeah. So like they they they, they kind of add to Voldemort a bit where it's like you know every time he dies he has a fail safe to where he comes back and mm-hmm. that's why that's why he keeps coming back is because like he has all these before he died he set up all these fail safes yeah. where if I, if if they were somehow to take me out yeah. they didn't actually kill me. It's like he was preparing to be to have his butt kicked. Yeah, he was preparing to lose. <laughs> I know. Um, so one of the big defenses for people on Voldemort is like, well, that wasn't him in his final form. And I I, I understand that defense mm-hmm. a bit. Where the first book, he doesn't... He, he's literally on the back of someone else's head. You know? Or the second book... Oh, I can't tell you what that was actually about. But in the second book, he's more so like a memory inside of a, mm-hmm. a journal. And then the third one, he's not. He's not really. He's not in the third one. But you know, he's 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 somewhere. You just he's not in it. The Wormtail's kind of the villain in the third one. Then the fourth one, it's like they kind of dive into it a bit, and it does make him kind of scary. Okay, yeah. I was told like, oh, just you wait, and I was like, oh, right, you got a you got a point there. Like that, I was scared. This chapter I was like, man, the big reveal because they don't actually tell you what he looks like till the end. Mm-hmm. You just hear his voice behind an armchair. Yeah, and then whenever. Let me see. Remind me. Does Voldemort say, "Turn me around, mm-hmm. Wormtail"? So he yes. turns him around. Wormtail, turn the chair around. Turn the instantly. Chair around. Just yeah. the the guy in the opening chapter does die, but it was such a slow. Like, go ahead and turn around and face. You know, have him. Let me see him. And so when he turns around, the guy looks at him. They don't describe to you what he sees, but when he sees him, he just like looks at it. And his, I get his picture's eyes widening. He drops his cane. And he's like, ah, and he just screams. And then he yeah. screams so loud. He didn't even hear the spell that Voldemort casts. And I don't, I him. don't know if the scene's in the movie, but I feel like they're going to ruin, they've ruined it. <laughs> I don't like, yeah, this is so hard to translate. Sure. Visually. You yeah. Know? Just like, again, such great description, you know, and like of what's going on. Like I felt like I was in that room. You yeah, know? like I could see. Yeah, absolutely. Was yeah, absolutely. And I'm sitting here like. So the chapter ends. We switch back to my favorite character, Harry. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's a bad old <laughs> nightmare. Can we go back to the Riddle House? Like that was interesting. <laughs> and then we're we're back to yeah. I'm back under the creaking floorboards, and you know they don't feed me. They give me a a grapefruit. I'm like Ugh, I don't care. It does lead to some pretty. I, I will admit the early parts of this book are. I wouldn't say forgettable. That's a little too mean. More like not super important to the story, except right. for like two maybe really like is key moments. Sure, the Dursleys sure. they never really are, but like it's a, it's always just kind of like fun hijinks. Yeah, I'm guessing until later. Mm-hmm. But like it was really funny just to kind of see two worlds collide again. Uh, the Weasleys just like popping out of their fireplace. Yeah. I actually legitimately laughed a little bit yeah. at that yeah. just because like. I could see it, you know, and like the Father we- Weasley, how he's just like so, so interested in muggles. He's just yeah. like, he doesn't even like realize what it looks like to them. He's just so fascinated. Like it's, it's heartwarming, you know? Right. So she wrote it, she, she set it up well mm-hmm. where the Weasleys, like Mr. Weasley, it doesn't even know like how a phone works. Right. Like that's <laughs> funny to me, but like I'm trying, I know I'm thinking too hard into this, but I really just wonder how the wizards get away with living 
and not having to interact with muggles, not having to. It's probably just looked at as like inefficient, I guess. Mm-hmm. I've all okay. Here's one question I've had that hasn't really been answered yet. I don't really know what the wizards are being trained for. Mm. They never really say that. They just oh, say, yeah, that's a good point. "We're going to train you," but like they don't really say what for. Like they don't say, right. "Hey, once you become a wizard, you can have a." There's here's a list of jobs that you can take. Mm. You know, throughout the world, it's really just. You're at the school. You either prof- you either become a professor or you join the Ministry of Magic. There's not really nothing that has been established besides that, which I'm a little bothered by. After book four, it's almost like, do you even get a choice? You right. know, like it's almost like the Jedi. You know, like they make it clear, like they take the young and that's it. They don't get a choice. That's a good point because, like you know, Bill Weasley, I think is Bill, uh, mm-hmm. but he goes out and he trains dragons or whatever. He right. studies dragons. Mm-hmm. I can kind of compare that to now where it's like, yeah, I'm a biologist. And well, like, what are you doing? So you studying plants? They like, don't really like make that clear, at least for me. Yeah. Um, I will. I, I Originally, I was like, okay, well, maybe it's like, maybe it is like Jedi. Like they're just training a bunch of people to combat the dark arts. Well, no, because in this book, it actually makes clear that there's a, there are multiple schools and all of them have different interpretations of mm-hmm. the dark arts. And yep. one of them actually trains the dark arts, which I was like, Dermstrom. I'm like, that's a really cool idea, but uh-huh. that only adds a little bit more confusion with like, right. what on earth are you doing with all this magic? So let me, that actually is a good segue into, I think, I th- I would say my biggest problem. Okay. Now I have more problems, but this is my biggest problem with the book. All right. She tackles way too much, way too fast. Yeah. She, she just decides, by the way, the world, it's a, it's a world now. It's yeah. not just one school. It is the wizarding world. And she doesn't know how to do it very well. This a character shows up and says, "I'm from this section of the world, and we have our own school, and we have our yeah. own blah, but we have our own lore, we have our own backstory." That's I never felt explained. way more interested in like what their stuff was about mm-hmm. than what was going on like in the moment. I sure. think like that's you just drop a bomb, yeah. That there's two other schools out yeah. there, and not just them, but like multiple schools, but like yeah. these two particular, you know, like. And they have com- like they don't have houses apparently. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. they maybe they do. They didn't go into it, but like Hogwarts is unique because it actually has four different houses, you know, with four different like yeah. sort of disciplines. Which I'm like, that's really interesting. They don't have a Sorting Hat in the other can- academies, you know, or schools or whatever. And like, I like how it's a mystery where each school is, and they don't right. tell each other where it yep. is. There was a lot of like lore dump, definitely, but like not dump, yeah. not so much substance dump. Sure. So there wasn't like anything. But it, it's like if you peek behind the, the pretty curtains, there's nothing really there yet. It's yeah. under construction. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I, I actually don't mind that whole lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like it's a, it's the right steps you have. To, like it's baby steps. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. say it's baby steps. She Never. tried to take a few too large steps. Yeah. Uh, because, because it establishes in like the um, Quidditch tournament, the World Cup, yeah. that there are so many more schools and how mm-hmm. like each country has its yeah. own quidditch team i'm like mm-hmm. how does all of this work you know yeah um so i'm like yeah it's it th- this world opens up really really big really really fast really fast mm-hmm. because because like harry's sitting here like huh well i should have thought of that that there is more than there one were irish wizards <laughs> yeah he's, he's sitting here like huh well i wonder why i didn't think of that and i feel like that's jk rowling gaslighting the reader a bit because they would have told <laughs> they would have known this i believe in hogwarts like has yes. no one ever mentioned that hey, it's not just the jolly old london <laughs> right and like you know think of like hermione who's read every single book in existence and she's like oh my gosh and then ron he's like oh crumb he's my favorite ever i'm like who's crumb <laughs> yeah because like all his baseball cards you yeah. know you know whatever cards you get in the frogs right they're all of Hogwarts people, so right. so he never he never brought up like oh well Crumb's my favorite Quidditch player in this country. Never brought up. 
Yeah. And like, I, I know I, I brought this up before. She does like to make stuff up as she goes. So right. I think by book four, she's like, you know what? Why is Hogwarts the only school I'm limiting it to? Which I'm not going to criticize mm-hmm. her too much for because like, hey, like if that's a, if you have cool ideas, you know, if you have really good ideas, you know, like and why do you have to for, back yourself into a corner? You're sure. Like, but but it there highlights. are there are more elegant ways, I think. I, I agree. Easing the audience That's my into problem. that. It, it was highlights. very much like, well, we're just going to push through. It's going to be a little rough. And then we're just yeah. going to like kind of pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> it, it really highlights her limitations as a writer. I, I think yeah. she now. I think these were great ideas. Other yeah, schools. I was interested. Other in all con- of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like these are great ideas. Mm-hmm. I just feel like. When it's time for her to put pen to paper and like, I'm going to write out how he discovers these, how these are revealed. That's where she falls Mm -hmm. a lot. I won't say a little bit like this. This was a big jump. Yeah. This wasn't like she had three other books to kind of at least set up that these other schools exist, at least Mm -hmm. bring it, at least mention it. And then by the time we get to book four, we're not all kind of like shocked a bit. Mm-hmm. And be like, you know, okay, hold on. So there's there's a whole nother world. It's so like you said, like where where are we training for? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They we established that wizards and muggles, there's a big disconnect. They yeah. can't even use a phone. Right. So where do the wizards go to get fast food? They right. they can't go to McDonald's because they don't know how to how money works or debit card right. works. You know, they can't call an order ahead. They can't call pizza. They just hut. use magic. So is there well, but is there a wizard fast food service? Yeah. And then maybe maybe some maybe wizards like Harry who don't who never study and then just pass because they got reputation. You know. Like, okay, let's go into that. <laughs> it is so friggin' apparent in this book that he is just the jock that gets a full ride in scholarship yes. just to be the jock. I'm like, they literally, I think at one point he literally says, the only thing I know how to do is play Quidditch. Yes. Um, and that was before a really big moment in the book. Right. So I'm like, it's, it's really funny and relatable. I don't think they're trying. It's so weird. Like everyone's telling Harry that he's just big prodigy, but like he keeps on reassuring everyone. no, I don't really know what I'm doing. I yeah. don't know how to duel people. <laughs> yeah. Well, well I'm like, what are you training for then? Right. But not, not even just that it was like the, when he got the egg mm-hmm. after he beat the dragon and he gets the, he gets the egg and they're mm-hmm. like, Hermione's harassing him to, okay, you need to solve, you need to solve the puzzle because the event's coming up. And he's, he's like, like ah, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I, I will say, um, I think I wrote this in approach. She really knows how to write kids. Well, <laughs> I guess. Like she knows that how to write me excited. That's very relatable. I think honestly, if Harry wasn't so flawed, mm-hmm. I'd hate him even more because mm-hmm. then he wouldn't be relatable at all. Right. He's already kind of not relatable with his status as the chosen one. Right. But they tackle that in the book because a lot of people kind of get pissed off and tired mm-hmm. of that. But let's one step at a time. So let's actually go to the Quidditch World Cup. Yeah. Um okay. hold on. Before we get to that, let's talk about Quidditch. <laughs> we I've, Okay, yeah, yeah. I apologize, audience, that I've waited. I get I got on the rowling for waiting for books. I to think it's a good book up. to talk about it. Yeah, but I have not discussed my problem with Quidditch mm-hmm. in general. Before we get to the World Cup, like yeah, yeah. my biggest thing is Quidditch <laughs> makes no sense to me. Okay. okay. And I I apologize if that surprises you all. The game itself sounds really cool. Flying on brooms, mm. beating the crap out of each other, knocking balls into each other, whatever they're called. What are the balls bludgers. called? Bludgers. Bludgers. <laughs> Beating bludgers into each other. They got different. They got bludgers. They got captains. And all the time you're flying. Somehow nobody ever gets any injuries. Like, it sound, that sounds yeah. great. Well, they do, but they kind of made it clear, I think, in book two that when it does happen, they just their magic is so powerful, mm-hmm. healing magic, that it doesn't take that much to heal them. Now... How they've prevented so much death. I don't think they actually, I think because in this book they actually tackle like how, and in book one a little bit, how like death was a lot more prominent 
back in like you know 200 years prior to this book mm-hmm. so like it's very possible that like early quidditch there was a lot more death <laughs> yeah that makes sense too. but yeah continue yeah so what doesn't make sense the golden snitch the golden snitch is worth yeah. way too many points it doesn't matter how good everyone else does the mm. bludgers bludgeoning you mm. know what i mean like uh because you score points right? right now i have to reread book one how do they score points without the snitch um, well, they actually like have balls that they throw in the little point right. uh, circles. So like they actually can score points themselves. But you don't win without the snitch. The game ends when this, the snitch is caught. But you actually, get, yeah. No, actually, you're wrong because I think in this book, Crumb catches the snitch, it ends the game, but he doesn't win. No way. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Ireland wins, but mm. they didn't catch the snitch. Crumb did. Mm. It ended the game. It didn't just give him an instant win. The snitch, okay, but on the high school level, the snitch is 150 points. Correct. Yeah. But like, hold on. It ends the game. Let's pause that. Pause this. All right. After further looking and further studying. Yeah, we got the refs, the yeah. Quidditch refs on this. They, I, I was wrong. There's a challenge <laughs> on the field. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like, though, this is the only game that that's happened in. I well, feel, yeah. sure. I'm, I mean, like, yeah, because it's worth so many points. But also, yeah. think about this. This is the only pro game we've seen mm-hmm. that's true the other games were think basically not high school co- games high school games yeah where like one team's definitely going to dominate the other sure but like uh, think about with bludgers let's see so with bludgers is what one point every time you score something i'm a little hazy on like the additional points yeah. i just know that i was actually really impressed this is what the reason i know this um like as a fact is because like i was impressed when i heard that the Ireland still won, even though the other team caught the snitch. It told me, I was like, oh, so the snitch isn't broken. So the very problem you had, I believe, was fixed in this book or was addressed in this book. At least addressed. But like, I don't know. I still feel like, imagine scoring with the bludgers 150 times, right? 150 times. And oh, I caught the snitch. It's all good. (laughs) I mean, like... You know what I mean? Maybe. I'm just saying, Coincidentally, in this book, it wasn't an issue. But I feel like... They kind of showed in this book that it it can happen. Or sure, can. Okay, we haven't seen any more pro games. <laughs> I know this was the championship. This is the only pro game, though. I believe. Sorry if well, I got that wrong. Still, regardless, yeah. like it yeah. is the championship. Yeah. The championship, like World Cup. Okay. Yeah, like I think it was like and it was close, mind you, even with you know with the snitch, but still, like I think it's really cool to show like. Imagine I'm imagining this game goes on for hours and hours and hours. Like you're gonna get a lot of freaking points, That's and true. then like I don't think it's one point per per ball or whatever. I think it's like five to ten or whatever. That, that does make sense. Uh, <laughs> I will, I just said the for past three books though on a high school level, I, whenever she described the point system mm-hmm. and the snitch being 150 points, I think that was to give Harry something to do. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember going to? The, can you imagine going to a high school game and you gotta you watch 150 people score 150 I will say, times? Did you know that Quidditch is a real sport? Yes. I've known a friend who actually found his fiance while playing Quidditch. That tells me that it must I don't know if they change the rules or at all, but like enough people play it to where sure. like I think majority of people like again, I'm thinking of this game taking at least two and a half hours, mm-hmm. maybe three hours. And say every time you score a point, like a little like you throw a ball through the circle, that's ten points. Three hours of that, and it's key it keeps on going. We don't even know if there's a halftime. We don't really I think there's I don't think there was a halftime. No, I think there was. Yes, there was a halftime because that's when they had their team mascots mm. do a little dance, and that right. was really funny. Yeah. Um, but yes, like I think I think it's accurate. You know, like 
it's the equivalent of like, you know, field goals versus touchdowns. And I know there's only one, but say, imagine there's only one touchdown, but still like, I think it evens out. Um, if that's your, your one job and it's actually very difficult to do. Um, and again, that's their, that's the game, right? It's to keep scoring. And I wouldn't even say your goal is to catch the snitch. The goal is to prevent the other team from catching the snitch. Mm. Um, so that you can keep scoring enough points, you know, maybe to even like offset the difference. I, I yes, when when you put when you try when you write it for her, mm. yes, I get. I, get <laughs> well, it. I mean, Just, like but, I'm getting yeah. this from what she wrote. I get it, but from the games before, like it was. Yes, just I like, understand, but it, yeah. I will still stand on. I believe those were just high school games, and these are like right. those were little baby children. <laughs> I, it, sure, when you're watching the World Cup, like yes, you're gonna be there for a few hours. I've been to yeah. a Stars game. I've been to a baseball game. Sure. Yeah, uh, you're gonna be there a while. You know, you're, yeah. you're gonna watch them score. You're waiting on the timer to run out, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So yeah, y- yes, you're right about that. On the World Cup level, I still think with kids, like I, I just can't picture going. This is even a, in high school football. Yeah. This would be like middle school, if mm-hmm. even. Right. These children are playing. So you know what I mean. Like I'm, I got to watch these kids score 150, you know, 150 times. And then, oh, he mm. got the snitch. You won. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I, guess, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, like, I think it's a little too harsh of a criticism, but, like, I get why it'd be a frustration. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I think it was fixed slash addressed in this book. Maybe. But with the World Cup. I, I don't recall it going like that again in the other books where they're still playing Quidditch. I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, we'll have, yeah. to, we'll have to see. But, again, yeah. as far as I'm talking about in these pro games, it makes a yeah. lot of sense. And, hey, I've been to high school games where, like, one team just dominates the other yeah. one to obliteration. And just like I'm talking about seventy two points zero. <laughs> yeah, no, like, and you're right about that. Yeah, you're right about that. But imagine, but imagine going to that game. It's seventy two and zero, and oh shoot, he cut the snitch. We won one fifty to seventy. <laughs> it would scale, you know what I mean? It would scale up though. Doesn't that yeah. make sense? That that's my problem. But it scales <laughs> though. I'm saying like if that was the case, then touchdowns wouldn't be six points. They'd be like twenty points. Right, but. Th- no, it doesn't scale up because on Quidditch, it, it's one point it's every not, time. I don't think it's one point. All right, that's it. <laughs> Pause. Go, no, just, just Google it real quick, real fast. We can cut this part out. Oh just my Google gosh. it. How many points when you score in Quidditch? That'd be stupid. I mean, I'll take I'll take some back if you're right about that, but I don't think it's one point for every score. Every goal is worth ten points. Ten? Yes. Golden Snitch earns an additional one hundred fifty. This means a team of more than fifteen goals ahead. So you have to be 15 goals ahead, which, again, if there's enough players focusing on it, then it's achievable. It can still win even if the Seeker uh, fails to catch the snitch. All right. I concede. (laughs) All right. Well, when you put it that way, in high school. Yeah. Not not high school, middle school. Well, no, I I was picturing in high school when I was playing football. Our our team wasn't that good, so we'd lose like 70 to zero. Right. (laughs) You know, so that that would happen. Yeah. So what is that, like 10 touchdowns? Yeah, exactly. I'm saying if you convert the process, yes, um, it'd be the same thing. Yeah. I think. Okay. All right. I was wrong. Now, yeah, in book one, that's probably not what she was thinking of. I'll give you that. Yeah. But she wanted to evolve. Again, in this book, she wanted to evolve her world a little bit, make make a lot more sense. And I think this is the way her mm-hmm. that she did it. Well, actually, now that you brought it up, that he won, he caught the snitch, but they still lost. That that does pretty much destroy my argument on Quidditch. Yeah. So, so. you know what, J.K. Rowling, good job. I was wrong <laughs> about you. You did something good. All good right. on you, Joe. Okay, Campbell. now let's talk about the World Cup. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Maybe we won't get this done in one episode, dude. No. Honestly, because uh, there's stuff I like that we haven't talked about audience, yet. Audience, prepare yourselves. There might be like an intermission, a yeah. week-long intermission, but it'll be the same episode. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. 
let's keep going then. The yeah, World absolutely. Cup. Um, there are a lot of things I liked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things you probably could have cut out in the not cut out, but like if this was like a theatrical release, I'm thinking yeah. of a theatrical release, you could have cut out majority of World Cup and the director we cut would have the World Cup essentially. Mm-hmm. That's essentially like how relevant a lot of it is. Mm-hmm. Because like you would get introduced to a lot of characters, mostly like celebrity characters, and you get a lot of world building. But as far as like how it uh, relates to the rest of the book, yeah, not so much until like the end of the World Cup where you start being introduced to some Ministry of Magic characters, mm. I think. Yeah. Uh, but did you at least enjoy I, – I actually really enjoyed – like I thought I was going to hate it, but um, I love the addition of like the mascots and how like there can just literally be complete yeah. chaos. Yeah. Well, now that we fixed Quidditch for my head, yeah. um, it actually does fix that whole first chapter. <laughs> that, oh, wow. that, those, those whole chapters now. Yeah. I will say I don't think, and this I have good examples of this later. Uh-huh. I, she's not very good at writing action. I will. Yeah, say. Yeah, I did see that even in this book. Yeah, well, I kind of we'll, we'll get to out. a dragon. <laughs> I kind of tuned out in the Quidditch chapter. Really? I read it, but like that, just the action. She never hooks me with it. Really? So she'd be like, "He swooped left, and then he swooped right, and you know, and it's just like." Ugh. I think I was more interested in like the mascot fight then. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Because like you're just waiting on someone to catch the snitch at the end of the day. Shut up! We already went. through I, this. No, you're right. I'm <laughs> I'm just saying that like you're just waiting on them to catch this catch the snitch so the game can end. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. it'd be really fun to see this in real life. <laughs> like, For sure, really fun to see. This I, in real I agree life. with you on that. Except the first movie because we did see it and it looked like balloons it falling around. Looked so it, bad. it looked really bad. But legitimately, like there was a lot of danger because like they don't. I love how she never establishes the fact that there are just no safety precautions and yeah. like anything can freaking happen. Like I think like fire gets caught on like one of the stands at one point, you know, mm-hmm. and just like it actually screws up the game. Like but I think that that's where a foul was. Is like one of the um what are those creatures called? The beautiful woman looking creatures. Uh, yeah, the siren people. I don't know what they're called. You remember how they're called? The, the, they were mermaids, basically. Yeah, but they weren't called mermaids. Right. They I don't mates. know what they're called. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, they're just like seductresses or whatever they yeah. like threw fireball and like i think it hit one of i think it hit crumb or hit someone and just like <laughs> and then like nothing happens because i'm just like that's yeah. kind of funny <laughs> yeah um well, oh here's the other thing they get ejected but yeah <laughs> imagine the super bowl mm-hmm. but the ball now now the football yeah okay it's you can still see it when someone throws a pass even if you're up at, up top oh yeah, yeah, yeah you can still see them throw the ball and like oh that was a good play mm-hmm. that snitch is so tiny you can't see but they play with that <laughs> because i think it was crumb who actually feigns seeing the snitch mm-hmm. and he actually tricks his opponent he was like acts like he sees oh. the he sees the snitch. Oh sure, sure. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking like uh, as an audience. Member. Oh, as an audience, and member. you get yeah, the yeah, worst yeah. seats in the house, and it's, it's just like, like how, how can you see the? Oh, he caught the snitch, did he? It's like he did. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, that that was my only thing. Is like the. Uh, oh, but they get. Yeah. Um, I think they get like little. Am I really? Am I crazy? Or did I think they got little TVs? Not TVs, TVs, but they got mm. little viewing pads or okay. whatever. There's a there's a lot of like practical sense into this, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate it. Sure. Just like the little things, you know, you'd be asking. Yeah, my uh, my thing with the World Cup was like how I know they she writes it to where they just cast a memory spell on him. Yes, and then like it's all good. No, they they <laughs> forgot. But like I just don't see how they. I I know I'm actually just nitpicking. I get it. I'm not I'm not saying this is a real criticism. Uh-huh. I just I just have a little bit of trouble believing that like not a single Muggle has seen them and and they didn't notice it and had to erase his memory. You know what I mean. And especially with Voldemort killing Muggles so much, mm. and how he he just loves torturing them, 
And I find it just so hard to believe that cast memory charm and it's all good. Totally by at least modern day media, which Mm -hmm. this is does this take place in modern day? They mentioned PlayStation in this book. I'm just like, well, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) I do believe that modern media would turn it to be a little more more believable. It'd be cool if there were like plants in the real world, like if they mentioned that there were some wizards who were planted in the real world, like the government or whatever, Mm. which maybe there are. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, guess who kind of like alter like from the inside. I. I want to say that was mentioned at one point mm-hmm. that there are but glossed some, over. Yeah, at but best, glossed over at best. Which is, you know, it's it is what it is. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm hesitant to criticize it because, like, I feel this book is so large that I feel like a lot was glossed over. Yeah, that I can't fully criticize. Sure. Um, but again, it w- it's stuff that should have probably been addressed a little bit earlier. That or um, she still has books. she still has three books that are relatively big. So maybe I missed something. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested, intrigued with that. I don't think I had any like book breaking problems until the very end. Mm-hmm. There was one semi big problem I had. But yeah, we're going through the World Cup stuff. We're going so. through the World Cup. There were yeah. uh, two characters we were introduced to mm-hmm. Bagman, Little and, Bagman, and Crouch. And Crouch. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I love Crouch. <laughs> yeah, I like Crouch a lot. He's probably my favorite character in this book. Yeah. Like the actual. Actual Crouch, dead, dead Crouch, right? Daddy Crouch, Daddy Crouch, Daddy senior. Crouch, <laughs> um, senior. Yes, yeah. I I liked Bagman a lot too. I do too because like he's kind of like a he's kind of like um, a red herring. Yeah, like you think sometimes he's you think evil, he's up to something, but he's really just <laughs> he's, he's out really of money, just a bro. man in debt. Yeah. <laughs> he's gambling with children. Yeah. <laughs> And he loses he all loses. the time. Like he keeps li- like he's so bad no, at gambling. So funny. <laughs> yeah, that that was funny. No, he, um, I liked him. And then being partnered with Crouch, who's just the opposite. You know, just like and oh my gosh, like Crouch gets really cool really fast. Yeah, um, just intense. But um, yeah. So the World Cup it, world builds and also kind of shows these new characters and how the world works. And Harry, I don't know if Harry ever gets to go to the World Cup, but I'm sure they're building that up. Eventually, they okay. to go to World I'm Cup. glad you have something to look forward to. <laughs> so you're already writing some really high expectations for Harry. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, well, he has a full ride. So, no. I yeah. mean, I guess I don't have to tell you. I'll just let you read and be disappointed. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was it was a fun, like, it's, it's another one of those things where she clearly thought of some really interesting ideas that she had to just rush into mm-hmm. creating because, like, nobody else brought up the World Cup. Like, no, nobody's... Yeah. And when's the World Cup? Is it every year or every four years? It's probably every four years. But even so... I don't remember, but yeah. Even so, the first World Cup would have been the first book. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so like she... This book, for sure, she very clearly thought of some really interesting ideas and then just like, I'm just going to dump it all in one book. <laughs> yeah. And then the, just the it, it shows that she's not great at balancing it. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. And she just gives it to the reader and then... She writes Harry to her. He's like, well, duh, there's other schools. Of course there is. Like, you should have known that. Well, I think it's more like Ron telling Harry, and Harry's like, oh. No, no, no. Harry, there's a, th- there's a part where Harry thought to himself, oh, duh, of course there's other schools. Oh. And Harry's supposed to be the reader, in a sense, where he's reacting the way we're reacting. So Harry, so, <laughs> so J.K. Rowling's expecting us as the reader to just mm-hmm. be like, well, duh, there's other schools, idiot. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, World Cup happens. Yeah. Something really kind of cool happens after that. Yeah, is when the the Death Eaters show up mm-hmm. and they find. I think this is the first time they're named. Yeah, they're basically followers of Voldemort, but this mm-hmm. is like the remnant. The this band of you know, <laughs> we find out later <laughs> that Lucius' father just like. <laughs> 
went to the bathroom, got in his wizarding cosplay, and just like joined all his <laughs> high school buddies. Like, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I know. To go terrorize a couple children. Because he like, was such a cool villain in the second one. Yeah. And then just the fourth one, he's like, he's, he's, like he's, he's had like five drinks. He's like, you know what? <laughs> this one's in the mark Whoa, out. Oh, high yes. school re- like, yeah. reunion. <laughs> And they steal. They basically steal pig, and they're just like yeah. torture, tormenting these. I'm for a good old time's yeah. sake. I'm like, yeah. this is lame. They're basically the, they're they're doing their version of Hail Satan. Yeah, like, <laughs> Hail Voldemort. They don't yeah. they don't actually think Voldemort's alive. No, that was the cool thing. So yeah. um, they are start doing that. They start terrorizing, it and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Uh, I think they yeah they're basically like evacuate, evacuate. It's like all right, cool. Um, Death Eaters. That's interesting. I don't want to spoil. Because, I mean, I say I don't want to spoil. We're going to spoil the whole book. Oh, no, no. I think this is like a no no bar. Like, we're going to spoil. For sure. But I don't want to re- I don't want to talk about it yet. Who ends up no, sure. casting the Death Eater mark? Uh, oh, the uh, the Dark Mark? I the think? Dark Mark. Thank you. Dark yeah. Mark. Okay. Like, so, yeah, Lucius is, like, d- celebrating, and then he actually sees the Dark Mark, and he's like, I got to get out of here. Oh, yeah, no. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. Satan's <laughs> actually coming. Yeah. <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> and again, we don't know this till later because way later, like the tail end of the book. Yeah. So and everyone and Ron's like, I bet Lucia's father was yeah. down there. I'm like, I don't know. Right. Oh my god, he really was. Because <laughs> the the mark had nothing to do with that. Yeah, they were just like, oh my god, I don't know how that. Happens. Yeah. Right. And they ran. I'm yeah, like, they That's, took off. And like, I think it's kind of said early on that it's like, yeah, they were just messing around. Yeah. But like seeing the just mere essence or like footprint of their master terrifies them. Yeah. And I'm like, and the mark was either shown as a sign of Voldemort's return or as a sign just to scare off the yeah. death ear. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. We get introduced to a new Dobby, mm-hmm. female Dobby. Did you like her? Luckily she's a lot more she's a lot different than Dobby. She is very tolerable. Windy, yeah. Um I like I still like I still like Dobby a little bit. But like um yeah Wendy was really really cool. She was um, she was all right. Like um, you really get to see, like, how an elf's mind works. Oh, yeah. I don't think Dobby was the best representation of that. Because sure. you see an elf who is actually not annoying, who's mm-hmm. just trying to be a good elf. Right. Like, she has they a... actually... So- yeah. Um, sorry. They actually, like, kind of make clear in this book that Dobby is really weird. Even yes. amongst his kind. Even amongst his kind. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's like saying Jar Jar is very different from all the Gungans, right. which he is. So right. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, but he's not just annoying to the audience. He's annoying to his own people. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want anything to do with him. Yeah. So if you're if you're a Dobby hater, don't worry. There's plenty of Dobby hate <laughs> in this book. Yeah. Yeah. I felt bad for Wendy because like, yeah. again, knowing at the end of the book, you know, like what all she had to go through. Um, cause you know, you know, there's a lot deeper stuff that she's dealing with, you know, when she's confronted for casting the dark mark and mm-hmm. like, I think it was the Weasley. Who was um, confronting them? I, was, I don't know if it was Bagman basically saying, like, no, there's no way she could have casted it. You know, like, that's a top-tier level spell. Um, but she did have, like, the wand of Harry Potter that was stolen. Right. So yeah. it's like, there's an interesting mystery. Yeah, there was, which we don't address till the end of the book. Right. But, yeah, but yes. But um, um, what's, what's cool is that they actually, like, get past... Wendy did it really quickly because they're mm-hmm. like, oh, we have 
we have you know ways of telling you know what the last spell was you know mm-hmm. and like yeah they they discover pretty quickly okay it wasn't Wendy it definitely wasn't Harry Potter I'm like okay good I'm glad it wasn't a is Harry Potter evil arc yeah, for like right. <laughs> five chapters like everyone's yeah. pretty quickly like no there's no way it's Harry Potter yeah just no, <laughs> that's a very complicated spell and Harry only knows one spell <laughs> we all know <laughs> yeah, what spell yeah. he was you read the other three books right Mister Dumbledore <laughs> <laughs> so there is like again. I love the mysteries. There's one in every book, yeah. and this one was a well, like a really cool, just like start. You know, well, it also really sets up Crouch's character too, because you yeah. see, he's very harsh. He's oh, like, yeah. like he doesn't tolerate anything smelly, yeah. anything fishy. I knew he wasn't like evil, evil when he didn't accuse Harry. Yeah, he was like obviously very harsh with Wendy, mm-hmm. and that's like, oh, is he like a yeah. Death Eater? No, he's like he clearly like just wants um, justice to be done, no matter yeah. what, and they very much make that his character. Arc. Yeah. I do apologize, audience, for kind of not covering that much of the book, and we're already almost at an hour. So we're probably going to have to do two episodes on this oh, one. Oh, absolutely. But by the time we get to the second episode, we'll, we will for sure have more, like, now we can get to the meat and potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we're very much reacting the same way J.K. Rowling just dumped so much on us in, yeah. in like, the first four chapters. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. Almost, like... So don't... Th- again, yeah. once we get all past all this freaking lore dump, yeah. I think we'll be a little we'll, bit more yeah, smooth. Ne- yeah, next chapter will for sure be more so, like, okay, cool. <laughs> I think we can probably move on. Again, not a whole lot happens. I even wrote it down in my notes that, like, Ron and Ron and Hermione don't have a whole lot to do in this mm-hmm. book. They really get they get sidelined yeah. hard at the very end. Yeah. Um, but like kind of throughout the book, okay, what's Ron's arc? He doesn't like being poor and he's yeah. sad. Yeah. Hermione <laughs> No, he's not famous, he's sad. Hermione <laughs> realizes she's a girl <laughs> and she's sad. <laughs> That's yeah, you're right. Ron, okay, how do you feel about the romance they're clearly setting up? Okay. Do you say I, I say clearly, but is I it? I was is just it confused with like the weird love it's the octagon they were trying to <laughs> form with Hermione. I'm just like, poor Hermione. It's just yeah. like, honestly, I actually wrote down, there's a lot of plot threads that go nowhere that are introduced. Oh and the God. love triangle. I'm so glad you're noticing this. The, lo- the love triangle is one of them. Bro, I'm going to. I could not care less. I'm so proud of you. But at the same <laughs> time, they're kids. This is like high school romance yeah. in a nutshell. Yes. I, I guess I'm glad they addressed it because it's kind of showing that they're human. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't care. I don't care. Exactly. The prom, I couldn't care less. Okay. This is very like high school kid stuff. I, I'm so glad you said that because that is all book five, bro. Okay. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We will get to book five. Um, but I was like, I, I was worried you would like it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, who no, likes that? So who's glad. like an adult? I don't know. I know. But anyway, that was a little, yeah. it was really cringy. Yeah. And then like they throw crumb in there. Of course, and then that it it goes on for so long. Yeah, to be honest, and I wrote this down. Harry gets the most development mm-hmm. um, in this book because yeah. the others are. Occupied. I, I will I will agree with you on that. Like he did get a lot more to a lot more to do. Oh yeah, he's still woefully incompetent. Like, uh, yes, Ron. He gets an argument with Ron about being poor. <laughs> Yeah. And then Harry is actually really rude to him at one point. Yeah. He like throws like something at his head and Ron yeah. just like takes it. And he just like leaves. Yeah. He's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like finally, you know, for the fifth year time, they're like, why is Harry Potter get to do everything? I'm like, this has never been a problem before. Mm-hmm. Like I get Ron would have a problem with this after like book three. Sure. But like, this is book four. Yeah. Why are you having a problem with it right yeah. now? Yeah. And then everyone in the school. Okay. I get why the rest of the kids would have this problem because, okay, so let's get before we get to that. Why are they upset with Harry? Well, there's this magical tournament called the Triwizard Tournament that's like happens only once in a hundred years or whatever, yeah. or that hasn't happened in like a hundred years or something. Cause like, yeah. they're like, oh, this caused way too many deaths, but we're really happy to announce the new one, new and improved. I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is what I've been waiting for. Like, I was really interested in like in what this was about. Mm-hmm. And they invite two other schools 
And essentially, I don't really know if it has to be those two other schools, but essentially this is like the Triwizard Tournament, three champions are chosen from each school. And I'm like, okay, interesting. Well, we all know Harry Potter's going to be one of them. Like, yeah. It's even advertised in the freaking book, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like the two others are introduced really quickly. But yeah. Harry Potter isn't chosen first. Well, you're, you're skipping straight to the goblet part, aren't you? Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't think a whole lot happened before then besides yeah. little school, high school hijinks. Yeah, so I was just thinking, like, I, I very much enjoyed, they set up Crouch very well, Bagman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, re, uh, the red herring part was pretty cool. Like, Because oh, yeah. I forgot. I was like, what? what is mm-hmm. Bagman up to? I don't yeah. remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. He was scammed. <laughs> yeah. But he tried to scam. He got they scammed. introduced Mad-Eye Moody, though, before they even started doing the goblet part. So now, gotcha. Yeah, because they were a few classes before then. Ignore where they take Mad Eye Moody later. Yeah, let's talk about him now when he's first introduced. What did you think? Really cool. I liked him a lot. Um, I I don't like him more than Lupin, but like Moody definitely right. like he was like a different kind of like very much like a, the fact yeah. that he's like no, you're gonna learn what it feels like mm-hmm. to cast this magic yes. like whole things getting real you know yes. like he's so, definitely here this is a very dark book <laughs> because there's like there is a need like yeah. there, like you need to prepare for this right. stuff he's breaking down like, like the three now again she made this up but she's <laughs> like okay all right guys no one ever touched you this before but there are actually three very deadly curses yeah, <laughs> yeah. i will say i've heard these three deadly curses before yeah. so i'm glad they're like prominent in the mm-hmm. in the book after this yeah. but like yeah <sighs> imperiatus imperiatus i think periodus that's the one where you can control people. I thought about the like the crustaceous curse. Yeah. That was cool. And then like, but they're like, oh wow, it's glad we never have to use that. No, you're gonna use it right now. Mm-hmm. The Forbidden Art that we just told you, Dumbledore signed yeah. on to it. Yes. And you're going to do it on this rat. And also he just freaking kills a rat. It's just like, whoa. That could have been Wormtails. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I read this in my notes. So mm-hmm. before he kills a rat, he pulls out a spider. Mm-hmm. And what what this is something she did well because she I would say most of the time she's not very subtle. Yeah. Because, oh, I, I want to bring this up. Mm. She's in this instance, so he brings out a spider mm. to, to practice the curse on, and when he brings yeah. out the spider, run, scoots back in his chair a bit. Mm-hmm. And that's oh, like yeah. a, a brief callback to like the other books where he And he's, also book three, where yeah. he had to deal with the spider mm-hmm. um, creature, or the creature, the nightmare creature that turned into a spider. Yes. So I'm glad, yeah, you're in right. the first book, after whenever, book one, yeah. like that's still a fear of his. Yeah. Which was really but, cool. And that was a subtle, like he just got uneasy. And, and as the reader, I was like, oh, I remember now. Mm-hmm. That, that was, that was yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. That was subtle. Let's talk about something that's not so subtle. I wanted to bring this up. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Did you notice how many times she had to summarize what happened in the previous books? Like she saw Hagrid and she's like, oh, it was only yesterday that Hagrid did that, you know. And then she summarized the first three books in like one paragraph. Did you notice that? Mm hmm. Let me put, really. I, I took notes on this. I just put tabs on it, and I'll read, I'll read this part to you. Cool. She, do, she doesn't do this in the neck in all the books <laughs> after, but the first four books. It was a tense moment. Mr. Weasley and Mr. Malfoy looked at each other, and Harry, Harry vividly recalled the last time they had come face to face. It had been in Flirts and Blot Shop, and they had a fight. Mr. Malfoy, cold gray's <laughs> eyes swept over Mr. Anyway, she just like... I think that's a way of just... Reminding the audience of, staying, of things. She keeps that, doing it though, and it was so annoying because, like, I don't remember. I mean, like, maybe, when you're, yeah, I think I believe you. You know, when like, you're marathoning the books, mm. you just read it, and she's like, she thinks you're dumb, and she wants to keep doing it. So, uh, let's see. Four summers ago, this is when Mister Ollivander is 
checking out his wand, mm. and he's like, you know, and they're giving us more lore dump on wands. Yeah. He says, four summers ago on his 11th birthday, he had entered Mr. Ollivander's shop with Hagrid to buy a wand. <laughs> Mr. Ollivander had taken his measurements and then started handing him wands to try. Harry waved what felt like, a, and just like, that. that's a big paragraph. I don't think you, uh, I don't think you caught that. But like, I guess I didn't catch that. But it was any time a character showed up. So Ron would show, it seemed like only yesterday that then, not, him and Ron. I know I don't read books a whole lot, mm. especially not books with, that have like franchise is it not normal though for the author to sort of it, say a year has passed or two years have passed since the last book mm-hmm. for them to sort of do little recaps like that in for writers in because I know for TV shows movies they do it you know but right like, right in the book the book <laughs> I don't read as many books as I should mm. but the books I do love they don't they almost don't hold your hand at all okay so the uh, Lord of the Rings. Like, let's say J.R.R. Tolkien, instead of giving us a paragraph of what happened, what he did was he gave us that paragraph again, but from someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like, a, you know, instead of just summarizing it or instead of just giving the character who we're supposed to live through the reader with mm-hmm. and kind of go like that, have like maybe Ron give a summary of what happened, yeah. you know, or something like that. And that that's just way clever. Whereas... Uh, George R. R. Martin, he doesn't hold your hand at all. Mm-hmm. Like, if you forgot, tough luck. Go back and read it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so I think this is a little bit more so, like, she's treating us like we're stupid. Because in the in the books after this, she doesn't do that anymore. And if you paid attention because, in the last books... Yeah. Probably because the audience grew up. Right. And they're no longer baby children. I guess, but no, no, I don't think so. That That's putting a lot of thought into it. I just think she got tired of writing it. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. I, mean, yeah. I guess that's a legitimate criticism. Yeah. And it kind of panders. Just a bit. Not panders, but like inflates. Don't get me wrong. I'm a little, I know I'm a little dumb. Like I know, <laughs> so I can't remember everything yeah. that happens in a book, but like the major plot points, I don't feel like she needed to go through that one by one by the one. The wand is important though. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Because they do reference the wand later. No, I get that, but I'm saying like every every time he ran into a mm-hmm. character that from a previous book, the first yeah. time she was like, "It seemed yeah, like." Yeah, I think I, I remember what, a few yeah. instances like when they went to on divination. Mm-hmm. They kind of reminded of like the time that she grabbed Harry's shoulder and told her told him yeah. that like he's gonna die. He's gonna <laughs> die. Oh, no, that Voldemort's returning. Voldemort's yeah. returning. It was kind of weird. Yeah. So yeah, I get that. Yeah. Divination was fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That just bugged me just a bit. I just remember that being a big deal. So so going back. To Moody. To Moody. Yeah. Um, yeah, he definitely is like very makes it very clear I'm here because crap's getting real. Yeah. Um, and you need to be ready. And mm-hmm. they're like, for what? Well, yeah, I think it's basically I forget if he was assigned this role before. I think it was before the Death Year showed up. Yeah. But like, yeah, it just even more so like mm-hmm. shows like, yeah, you'd be ready for this. Mm-hmm. So Harry's like, oh crap, I thought Dark Arts was just for, you know, like uh, for evil people, and like he wasn't teaching them to use this stuff. Right. He's just saying to kill like, people. This is how you prevent some of this, and this spell you can't. You yeah. know, which is scary. It was like legitimately like kind of like un- unnerving because Moody is very different from Lupin because like Moody just so. shows them what it is, and like he doesn't. He's not. He doesn't have time for games or for laughs or like. Yeah. Like, well, the Lupin style of teaching was different. Was he was like you don't have to be afraid of the dark arts mm. because there's a way to beat it. There's always a way to make it less slow it down in your head and to overcome it mm. that was lupin's approach and that's why he was so likable it was like yeah he pulled harry aside because he knew that his biggest fear would be voldemort he didn't want to put voldemort right. up there in front of everybody yeah. 
he was like, no, no, the whole point is we're not afraid of this. So mm-hmm. he pulled Neville, and Neville scared of Snape. <laughs> and so he's like, okay, now picture Snape in his underwear. Right. Okay, but then you get to Moody, and Moody's like, no, like, I've been in too many try or die situations. Yeah. Like, you need you, you need to know these curses because you need to know either what to do, mm-hmm. where to hide, how to counter it, or yeah. if you can see a curse, if you see the crustaceous curse coming at you, mm-hmm. you're toast. Like, you need to at least know your toast. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You know, there, there was like, I don't know, there was just so much there with mm. Moody. Moody was so cool. Mm-hmm. And then like his design, he's got the weird oh, eye yeah. that can see through his invisible, eye, you know. Cloak, right? Yeah. I was like, I was like cool. why doesn't everybody, you know what I would do if I was like, if that technology existed, I would mm. totally get one eye out and then and then put, take out one of my real eyes and then put one that could see literally everything. It just goes, yeah, it yeah. swings around. Yeah. That can see through invisibility cloaks. Like Harry's invisibility cloak is one of a kind. Oh yeah. Like there's no other cloak like it. Basically. Well, maybe. They're, I mean, they're, he they're, can. There are cheaper versions of it, but his oh, is his like a is very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they haven't really addressed it yet, but this is it is a very, very specific <laughs> magic item. I got you. You know what I mean? Like, so and Moody can just see through it. Mm-hmm. Like it does. Like that's a high top dollar item, and oh, yeah. Moody's just like, oh, there's Harry there. Hi, Harry. Yeah, so... He doesn't sell him out. What a cool guy. He's got a peg leg. He's got a crazy eye that sees things. Um, and then he... We also know that he's a really cool... What is it? Death Eater Hunter. Oh, like, yeah. He, like, he's paranoid. Like, he sees a snake An moving... aura, I think they're called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And he knows that um, anytime he's jumpy, too. So, like, he accidentally puts hexes on people that are normal. Mm-hmm. The, the delivery man who'll be like, here's your letter. He's like, ah, oh, you scared me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Moody was so cool. I oh, loved yeah. him. And then, like, his introduction to, uh, I don't I don't think this is when he was introduced, introduced, but whenever they're holding the regular sorting hat meeting mm-hmm. and everyone's eating and things are good. And then, boom, lights go out. Boom. And then you just hear a peg leg scraping yeah. the ground. Boom. Doom, and then everyone stops talking. Like Dumbledore even stops his like cool speech. Like freaking Captain Barbosa yeah. showing up. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Moody comes in and he sits down, and Dumbledore's like, "Anyway, so right. <laughs> yes, the Sorting Hat. <laughs> oh, this is Moody. Anyway, <laughs> but like, I love Moody. He yeah. was so cool. Mm-hmm. I loved. I loved his character. Sidebar. Yeah. No, more like it. Go ahead, sidebar. We got four minutes on this episode. Sure. Without spoiling the later parts, is this Moody the Moody that we know now? I'm pretty the, sure this was this. Nope. This so this is a criticism that I do have later. Mm-hmm. Was they pull the rug out of Moody's character? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you know <laughs> that's a story for another time. Okay, just yeah. want to make sure that <laughs> yeah, no, I was on the same. It, page it was that. it was a it was a farce the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that that was my thing. Was like the Moody I fell in love with. I felt so betrayed because now I don't know how Moody yeah. is portrayed in the later books, but we don't actually know who that Moody is. So. We're never entirely introduced to him. What if I told you that they almost never bring him up again? There's no way. And I see al- this I guy almost. everywhere. Let me tell you. Let me tell. You, they almost never bring him up again. He's in it, but he doesn't do anything. I see that. I see this guy everywhere. The magic eye thing. Like I see that everywhere. Nope. He like. That's what was so disappointing to me. It was like one they set book. him up. One book. They set him up as wow. such a cool character, and then he. And then once we, once that character arc is resolved, <laughs> wink. Once that character arc is resolved, he doesn't do anything the rest of it. He, he never gets a cool introduction. We don't get to see him in action. Wow. I felt so disappointed because he was such a good character and I was lied to. <laughs> Dang. So, yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. But for now, we'll get there. But for now, Moody's a really cool character. <laughs> like, you know, like they, they, they set him up to be like, this oh, yeah. is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, 
So he's chill too. Yeah. Let's cover the um, introduction to the Triwizard Tournament real quick. Okay. So let's do that. Yeah. We got schools are introduced. Really cool ways. The ship coming out of the lake. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool introduction. Because yep. it was like, oh, how they're coming. And then, like, I think the French, the um, Bobaton, the uh, students of Bobaton, I think they come in like a carriage or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few carriages, but like Durmstrom comes in a freaking like Dutchman style ship out of from the little lake. And they're just like Vikings, basically. Like, oh, and they got the fur coats on, you know, and it's like, oh, these are a different kind of wizards, you know, yeah. like, absolutely. Yeah. But like, essentially, this tournament is introduced. And everyone's kind of knows knows about it, and they're snickering to Harry the whole time. He's like, yeah. "What the crap are you guys talking about? The Triwizard Tournament, of course." <laughs> um, yeah, one champion chosen from each school yeah. to compete in kind of deadly matches and obstacles, and to see who is the best. And they're reintroducing it, so they're like, "Okay, well, you have to be there. Here are the um, regulations. You had to be seventeen at least. Yeah, seventeen. And then other than that, I think it was the only like requirements yeah. prerequisite." And then, but anyone can put their name in, right? But anyone who tries, who's under 17 to put their name in, like yeah. it's like a hex on them, mm-hmm. like a funny, a Dumbledore beard hex. I'm like, that's kind of funny. <laughs> and Harry's like, he didn't even like think about joining it. I don't even think, like he, he doesn't, he doesn't no. like cross his mind that much. He no. didn't really want to. To Harry's credit, he knows he's he, he can't do it. He, <laughs> he's he like, knows he would die. <laughs> that's cool. We get introduced yeah. to two new characters. Well, Crumb, we already kind of saw. And then Flor de la Cour, who just like, Ron realized he was a boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so character arc there. That's his character arc. Yeah. She's she's a little standoffish at first. We all know this person. We all know this kid probably, you know, from school. And they're basically like set up for this big reveal. And they're like, okay, in a few yeah. weeks or months or whatever. Time is kind of weird in this in, in yeah. these books. In a time few, jumps. Yeah, a few <laughs> months after Christmas or whatever, we're going to do start i choose you know or the goblet this goblet of fire is kind of like the sorting hat mm-hmm. equivalent is going to choose three names and then we're going to play the tournament yeah well like how convenient that like the prodigy students of all three schools <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, it's finally it took us an hour to finally get to the goblet of fire <laughs> yeah honestly that's funny. but hey it took me even longer to get there in the book yeah so. that, that is fair <laughs> it took many hours to get there so with that yeah let's conclude this as part one let's take a break I'm also kind of hungry. So <laughs> Me let, too. let's knock that out and That's then come good. back. We'll shoot this. Guys, I do apologize. I, w- I was hoping we could get through more than what we got through so far. But guys, we will see you next week. Thank you guys for being so patient. We will continue this again. I'm excited. Yes. Yep. All right, guys. See you all next time.